Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 1, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend television shows that only aired for a single season. My name is Presley. My name is Andrew. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to 2024. Here we are in the future. I uh, hope Ooh. everybody had a very wonderful holiday and a great start to your new year. But we're back and ready to start talk about some shows. And let's kick it off with a little little story about the time traveler and his wife, shall we, Andrew? We shall. In fact, uh, the series we watched was The Time Traveler's Wife. Yes. Imagine if the, the title was The Time Traveler and His Wife. That would be such a lame title. But anyways, I, I digress. Know. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it might have been better because that's kind of more accurate, isn't it? Yeah, I feel um, like that's where I... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we can talk about it. Let's um, roll the intro, and uh, then we'll get a little synopsis from Andrew. Cool. The Time Traveler's Wife is a 2022 HBO sci-fi romantic drama series, say that four times fast, uh, that is based on the 2003 novel of the same name. The series is about the love and life of Harry DeTamble, played by Theo James, and Claire Abshire, played by Rose Leslie, which is incredibly complicated by the fact that Henry has a genetic disorder, which causes him to randomly time travel for short periods of time. Henry visits Claire in the past quote-unquote as a man ranging from 30 to 41 as she grows up eventually they meet officially in claire's timeline when claire is 20 and henry is 28 we see claire fall in love with henry over her lifetime while harry henry excuse me learns to navigate and survive time travel we see claire and henry in their normal timeline start dating meeting friends family and eventually tying the knot at the end of the series all while older Henrys visit them and ultimately play a significant part in what actually happens in their lives. At the end of the series, we see an older Henry, 36, marry Claire, 20, while Henry, 28, and Claire, 29, watch and make vows and promises to each other to visit and stay in touch. End of series. End of series. So uh, one thing I didn't, I guess, mention in this uh, that I just want to kind of like, there's there's actually two things. W- one is just kind of like a thing that happens in the series. Yes. Which is that at the end, um, we find that Henry 36 has had a vasectomy uh, and they keep failing to have children. And that's kind of why, because the babies keep time traveling to death, basically. Yeah. Which is like super morbid. Um, but... Claire, who's 29, is kind of like scheming to have Henry 28 stay, like keep visiting so that she can get pregnant again right. and keep trying. Basically cheating which on her like, older husband with her younger yeah. husband, yeah, which her which older also, husband would know about. Right, right, which is also weird because as well, like on Claire's 18th birthday, 41-year-old Henry and her had sex for the first time. There's a lot of problematic stuff going on. There's there's this, there's uh, a lot, and so the second thing that I wanted to kind of like mention and touch on, and I'm sure this isn't new to anybody, if, especially if you know what this series is and and what the movie is and all of that, the grooming conversation is like really really troublesome, at least to me. They have it I, I twice just, I feel in like, the show too. Well, it's like two or three times they make yeah. jokes about it, yeah. like very aware they make jokes about it, and then. Yet they like produced this whole thing that's just like grooming the TV show or grooming the book. You know what I mean? Um, and so I just wanted to call that out. It's very problematic. I, I didn't love that part. And I've never liked this story because it is basically just like fantasizing grooming. Um, and that's never okay. So anyways, just wanted to call that out. No, I think you're totally right to call it out. And I think it was problematic when it was first written about, it was problematic when they made a movie, and it's still problematic when they made a TV show because they yeah. don't ever do anything to fix or right. um, make it less than what it is. To right. I, I don't I don't recall the movie particularly well, and I've never read the book. Uh, they do mm-hmm. take great pains to 
make Henry uh, extremely respectful and not doing very predatory things that we associate with like real life life grooming that isn't a sci-fi story. Um, but it's, it happens all the same. Right. And Mm -hmm. you, there's even like a offhanded comment made by Claire where she's like, you didn't groom me. I groomed you. Right. Right. Because like you spending all that time with me as a child made me want to love you. Right. Like you're the man of my dreams. Right. But, I'm also the woman of your dreams because you helped sculpt me into who I was. Right. Yeah. Like it goes kind of both ways. And it, she makes a f- interesting point because of the yeah. nonlinear nature of the story. That doesn't work right. in the reality of real life where you have a, a, a young person who is groomed by an older person. But right. here, because the timeline's all mixed up, there's a little bit more validity to it, but it's still pretty much all problem, all bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, w- what you're saying is true. Like she does kind of, mention that she's grooming him and i think maybe she says it or i don't even know if that was mentioned in the book right neither of us have read it whatever but like i feel like it's almost an effort to make it seem like it's okay because we're both doing it but that doesn't like two wrongs don't make a right. right and i think as well like the whole idea of i think that like him like henry is grooming claire way more then Claire would have been grooming Henry, right? Yes, totally. When he starts visiting her when he's like, when she's like eight, right? I think is the first time he visits seven, or something think, like that. Yeah, seven, the, eight. Semantics. Incredibly young. And, you know, without without even realizing it because she's too young to really like fully experience and understand those emotions, she started falling in love with him, right? Well, yeah. Which is and the problem. It, um, it's also hard because like, it gets really wonky because two two things. A, yeah. he does not choose where he time travels. He is not going back there willingly right. and trying to spend time with this right. this woman, this this young girl, right? He yeah. just shows up there and he knows because of his own history that he remembers that they yeah. know each they other. And they, and right. Like, yeah. And it is stressed, this is point the second of that, is that yeah. they stress in the show that there's no uh varying history that that it is fixed when something happens it happens so like there's no possibility of a younger version of either of them doing something different than they've already done that the older them then don't do or changes their future um which kind of locks them in to this perpetual like prophesized romance which i think is why people admire the story from like the outside it's like oh it's like destiny because like they their timelines are so interwoven Right, which mm-hmm. is an interesting concept done better in every other form of media that deals with time travel and love, yeah, uh, than this one. Yeah, I man, it's it's really hard to look past that because I think what could have been a really interesting story if it was like, oh, this is the person that I that I know about, like, or that I know I'm gonna be in love with, and they just kind of like aren't directly making them fall in love with them. I, but then again, like if you're just falling back in time and seeing the person you, you're supposed to marry and you just like watch them and stalk them, that's weird too. The whole thing is just weird. I yeah, think, I think and the I mean, whole thing is weird. No matter how you shake it up, like the whole premise, no matter how it plays out, is just kind of weird. Well, and, and murky. there's also a reliance issue, right? Because a, a main point that we have not discussed yet, but it's important to the narrative, the broader narrative, is that when Henry time travels, it's very jarring and he'll sometimes like fall 10 feet to the ground onto concrete yeah. or whatever. And he is, and if he's moving quickly, that inertia stays. Yeah. yeah. He stays, the, the momentum carries and he comes through with no clothes, no possessions, no nothing. Right. It's him naked. And so he talks about all the times in which like he shows up in very random places, completely dissociated with him. Yeah. And he's just this naked man running around <laughs> looking like a crazy person. And, and Henry is the first to admit that he is not a good person because he has to yeah. rob and steal to literally survive. It is not... Yeah. He, he doesn't take any pleasure or, like, sadistic kind of qualities to it. But it's like, if you're naked and freezing to death, it's better to steal from somebody and survive than it is to die, right? And totally. yeah. so that also further complicates the whole, like, meeting this young woman in the woods because, you know, you're falling into the woods naked in front yeah. of the seven-year-old. And he really yeah. tries to his credit and when claire is 16 she tries to like thirst trap him 
right? Where instead yeah. of providing him with clothes that she's been providing him the whole time, she's she like scatters them around this clearing that they both like, uh, you know, they always meet at and is yeah. like trying to basically like get him to, uh, you know, uh, be dirty with her, right? Like, yeah, because now she's like of that age where she, you know, has sexual maturity to appreciate that. And he yeah. is like, no, you, there are rules here that I've created for myself that yeah, I can't like, do this, mm. right? Um, yeah. And you're 16, which is also wrong. Like, they, they, it's double wrong. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so some, I, I just think it's important to note that there was some care put into, like, the nature of the problems here to try and make yeah. them, like, at least from a narrative perspective, a little bit more understandable rather than just creepy. Because, like, if yeah. you just present this to a person, it's, like, extremely creepy. Um, as you flesh it out a little bit more in the series, it becomes better while still being problematic. Right. It's it's not as it's not as blatant and as murky and like disgusting as it could be. Right. Right. They you're you're right to their credit, and I guess to the author's credit because I'm sure she probably wrote it in a way that that whatever. Yeah. Um, from reading the Wikipedia synopsis of the book, the movie, and then yeah. this, the mm. the similarities are strong. Uh, yeah. between the the main structures of the narratives and the importance of like the overlaps of various events. Yeah. I, I think that was what they were hoping to do with the show is be able to flesh mm -hmm. out some new stories within the main thrust yeah. of the of like the narrative of their love, right? Yeah. Because you can get into like some nitty gritties of like this mm -hmm. one time where things went crazy, kind of like the wedding, right? Where like yeah, basically oh, yeah. the two Henrys switch places and they're in Shoe the wrong times day, yeah. doing the wrong things, right? Right. Uh, or, you know, you have other events like that. Uh, and I think that's where the show could have been better was showing us things that are separate from the main narrative of like the book and the movie and more yeah. towards like just interesting interactions in the way that this time travel plays out. Cause that's where time travel is the most interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it's interesting because it, the whole story really is about their love and them. But I think that we maybe would have benefited from seeing more of them separately. Yeah. Well, right? and, and I think that's kind of what you're getting at is like, being able to build out some of those things. Like yeah. we see Henry surviving more. We see him in different ages, learning how to navigate time travel and randomly being dropped into places. And well, that's we one of the, players I think figuring out how to be a person with a life. Yeah. But also be waiting for him. Yeah. I don't know. I think like exactly like in line with what you're saying, one of the better sections of an episode, because it's like maybe three quarters of the whole episode, is the one where Henry is teaching himself as a kid how to pickpocket people and is explaining totally. to him the way that like the time traveling works and causality works. Because it's mm -hmm. just like Henry <clears throat> not knowing he's learning from himself about how to do these kind of things he'll need to do to survive because yeah. he was taught that by himself in the past you know it's like a constant cyclical loop yeah. and you know you see this great interaction between henry and young henry and his mom who has died six months in the future to when he has time traveled <sighs> yeah. so he's like visiting her in the past and is like overwhelmed yeah. to see her but then she is just like why are you playing hooky what are you doing here she doesn't understand what's going on and basically you learn that's when you learn that like nothing can be changed right like you could tell her all yeah. you want that she's gonna die on this day doing this thing and it will still happen every single time uh yeah and i because think that's like the where the story shines because it's really isolated yeah. from claire not that the claire stuff isn't interesting but it's like here's just henry figuring out how to do things and uh learning from his own mistakes as he's going because he has no yeah. other resource than himself yeah i think one of the one of the strong and I think like powerful themes in, in everything too is like in that same exact moment, right? Where he's watching his younger self like run to his mom who just lost his mom six months ago and, and not Henry's like timeline or whatever. Right. And he's watching it all happen. He's like breaking down because he's, and he's reliving saying the words it. that he said when he was younger because it's exactly. still him. Because it's still him and he's had to relive that moment. Yeah. So many times. Yeah, when and they that's, show that's the, the scene of his mom dying, they show like 45 Henrys yeah, all watching because like, like all it's a traumatic them, memory, yeah. so he always travels back to it. Yeah, like on Christmas and stuff like that, he usually, he often goes back to those traumatic and, and shitty memories, which is yeah. tough. Like, But I, I thought that was really profound, I guess, to show like, like time travel doesn't 
always end up being or can't you know as a concept may not always end up being as like wonderful or cool as it sounds because the reality is like it can be very relational to like what you experience right potentially yeah and i I just really liked that it showed it showed like very raw vulnerable moments of somebody like having to experience the same thing over again and how those effects kind of like permeate throughout someone's life well, I, I think the really the cool. deeper like narrative that you're hinting at right now is that this story is far less about time travel and is far more about like memory and what yep. we remember and what we experience, right? Because Henry, as he's experiencing all these things and Claire, right, like remember it a certain way. But then one yep. of the last things that's said uh, by either of the characters in either timeline when they're watching this wedding mm-hmm. is that they both miss the older slash younger versions that they no longer have right yeah. so like claire is sitting with the younger henry and they're both watching their wedding tape of older henry marrying younger claire it's very crisscrossed and yeah. claire says to older henry on the podium like right at their wedding altar was like oh i've missed you because she misses the older henry mm-hmm. and then she at the same time older claire says oh i've missed the younger henry who's a little bit more brash and you know has learned less and so i just think it's interesting that like it presents itself like time travel but really it's about like the memories we form with people and the ways in which you know when we relive those memories they're not always the same as what we believe them to be when claire first meets henry she's surprised that he's nothing like the henry she's known for years uh because of uh just that's how time works and she knew, Mm -hmm. knew him when he was older yeah, and it's really jading for her, right? She She's just yeah. all of a sudden she gets super jaded and is like, you're not who I love, yeah. right? And he's like, I will be. Literally, I will be. You're going to make me that person. And then and then when you flip-flop, like you said, where she says she misses the young him, she's like, did I do this to you? Did I did I change you too much? Like, did, right. I, did I ruin you? And that's you, like right? her like, version of the grooming, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and so it's really interesting, that concept, because I don't know, that, that I think like, outside the bubble of like grooming and in some of the problematic pieces i really like that part of the narrative i think that was really well done and very interesting Uh, yeah Um, and and to say like just because like unfortunately the foundational concept of this show is a little bit problematic and story is problematic i I think we also have to like look at it separate from that and like look at it kind of more broadly in the sense of like okay moving past it this is the show we watched they're not uh being slimy with it they're not doing things that are uh you know, overtly uh, horrible, right? They're Disgusting. they're trying to present a yeah. unique love story. Uh, yeah. So, like, let's you know, I think get into that. I I, I do want to talk about time travel. Yeah, all right. Let's talk about time um, travel. Are, are you about familiar the with the bootstrap <laughs> paradox? No. So, uh, they they bring it up very briefly in the first episode, uh, and basically. I cannot synopsize it as well as a clip that I will insert into the podcast here that our listeners can uh, listen to, but I will synopsize it for you here. So there's this man, he has a time machine. Up and down history he goes, zip, 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 getting into scrapes. Another thing he has is a passion for the works of Ludwig van Beethoven. And one day he thinks, what's the point of having a time machine if you don't get to meet your heroes? So, off he goes to 18th century Germany. But he can't find Beethoven anywhere. No one's heard of him. Not even his family have any idea who the time traveler is talking about. Beethoven literally doesn't exist. This didn't happen, by the way. I've met Beethoven. Nice chap. Very intense. Loved an arm wrestle. No. This is called the bootstrap paradox. Google it. The time traveler panics. He can't bear the thought of a world without the music of Beethoven. Luckily, he brought all of his Beethoven sheet music for Ludwig to sign. So he copies out all the concertos and the symphonies, and he gets them published. He becomes Beethoven. And history continues with barely a feather ruffled. My question is this. Who put those notes and phrases together? 
who really composed Beethoven's Fifth. <laughs> And this show is very reliant upon that idea because they mention it when Claire has the dates of when she knows Henry will arrive. There's like a number yeah. of times that Henry knows and is memorized. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he learned those from her book, right? And her book was dictated by him because he right. knew it from her book, right? So it's like the cyclical right. loop where the data is never really generated from anywhere. It just exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like that. That's all. That is cool. It's it's kind of it, it really makes you think about like free will question mark right like determination well, yeah. question mark like did anybody decide anything or did this story just like develop and and grow you know on its own without any like not care but not like intention right it just right. kind of like flourished and happened. Which is an interesting concept. Well, and they bring that up exactly like what you're saying, because at one point after Claire's had a really traumatic experience with a a boy roughly her own age uh, from Mm -hmm. her school, she basically takes Henry to try and murder this guy. And at one point, she basically closes her eyes and drives onto the other side of the highway with cars oncoming. And she's like, I'm literally immortal, right? Like, I cannot die because I know... Because you've said the past can't be changed. The future and the past right. are fixed, right? And so I know whatever happens here, I'm going to be fine. And we're you know, going to continue on our journey because yep. I have dates that you're still going to come and see me. Yeah. And you've told She's me like that a, you know me in yeah. the future. Um, yeah. So it's all – it plays and has a logic to time travel that I appreciate. Uh, mm-hmm. But – it also is frustrating to me in a way as a lover of time travel, my favorite movie being back to the future where the whole conceit of that movie is that things can be changed. The past can change uh, and decisions can, uh, can cascade from there. It's interesting because like there's always, there's the concept, right? That the the past can't be changed. And there's a reason why is because you can't change and alter the future and et cetera, et cetera. That's like one side of the camp when it comes to time yeah. travel theories and whatever. Yep. And, and in that camp is when you do change the past, or, or I guess you, you can't change the past, you can't do anything other than what happened because right. there's an integrity there to time travel, et cetera, yep. et cetera. And then the other side of it is you can go back and you can change things, but that was the way it was supposed to be. Right. Right. There's like the two different things. You think about like, the way this series was, you have you have it on that side where it's like, no, we can't change anything, we can't do anything extra, we can't we have to follow the rules, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have like Avengers Endgame. Oh, you know what I was gonna say? You know what I mean? Or 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 Back to the Future, right? Like both of them are examples of time travel. We go back in time, we change things, but that was the way it was supposed to be. Uh, um, the other one is uh, that we watched was Frequency. Also frequency. Yep. Because they, by providing information to her father in the past, she actively changes her reality around her. And yep. she's one of the few people that can remember it. That's a slightly distorted version, but it's very similar yep. to Marty McFly and Back to the Future. When he arrives yep. home, he kind of has this memory of all the other things that have happened in his life, not whatever transpired up to that point. So totally. anyway, yeah. I like time travel. It's a cool, cool, fun thing. I, I think it's a fun, it's better than like a young artist falls in love with a librarian and they have some troubles and then they live happily ever after. Right. Like yeah. that's what this yeah. story is without yeah. the time travel. Literally. Totally. Yeah. It's, and I it think, does make it more interesting. Yeah. And it, and it's cool. Uh, I think an interesting point to note is that the executive producer of this show is Stephen Moffat, uh, who okay. I don't know if you're familiar with, but uh, very, some of our listeners may know him as a long running executive producer and showrunner of Dr. Who. And during his tenure of Doctor Who, he also had a story, Doctor Who being a time traveler, uh, of Mm -hmm. the Doctor meeting his love interest out of order, where the first time Mm. the Doctor ever encounters uh, River Song, who's the character, is the day that River Song dies. So, like, the, the first time the Doctor meets River Song, he has no knowledge of who she is, and she knows everything Mm. about him, and then she dies, right? And then, like, at the beginning, right, like kind of towards the end of one of the doctor's lives is when mm-hmm. River first meets the doctor, right? And gets I to see. know him out of nothing, right? And so it, it's a miss, they, they're, meeting out of, they're meeting in the wrong order, right? 
because of time travel. And that is honestly a better version of this story because Mm -hmm. even if it's not necessarily as clearly thought out and written and intricated, like like integrated into the story, it's like a less problematic version of it because it's just like these two people (laughs) that happen upon each other that are companions and they, uh, you know, care about one another and they rely upon one another in weird ways that are, you know, it's interesting. So if anyone cares about that, I would strongly encourage watching uh, various Mm. seasons of Doctor Who to watch the kind of River Song storyline play out because it's like woven into the narrative of many, uh, many episodes, which is cool. Cool. Interesting. Doctor Who, another plug. I've not from this show, but uh, just in general, people love Doctor Who have never watched it, but it seems great. It's one of those um, things that I, I encourage everybody to watch Doctor Who. I think it's yeah. very, very good television. I've heard very, very good things. I People either love it or they don't, you know. They, yeah, if you don't like, like sci-fi space it, they don't like it. bullshit, like, yeah. right, you won't like it. No. But other than that, it's like very yeah. approachable. And of yeah. course, there are worse seasons and worse characters of and course. worse episodes. But uh, on yeah. the whole, I would say it's much better than it is yeah. worse and worth a watch it's, for anyone who cares. It's run. It's run far too long for it all to be amazing, right? That's just kind of the, the the. I mean, the even thing New Who's been running since two thousand five, right? So mm-hmm. like that's been okay. New Who's like when they yeah. rebooted it in the yeah, modern yeah, yeah. era, yeah, and yeah. so it's been going for a while. But anyway, we're talking about the Time Traveler's Wife, not Doctor Who, which is worse because uh, I'd yeah. rather talk about Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, um, I was just gonna say one of the things that I wanted to bring up yeah, or, or mention on as far as. You know, we, we've we've droned on a lot about the actual story and the concept of time travel, et cetera, et cetera. But I think like going to toward like a critical lens of the series itself that we watched, um, I I think that there was a pretty strong um, miss bet- with the chemistry of Theo James and Rose Leslie. I didn't feel a lot of chemistry between them when it came to them being lovers, et cetera, et cetera. I think that they both did fantastic jobs playing their characters and they're both fantastic actors. Yeah. Um, But them together didn't give me, I guess the, the, the sense or the feeling that they could be believably in love. Right. Like Like, they didn't feel like star cross lovers. Yeah. Like, yeah, the the two of them together didn't quite like fit right. It didn't yeah. quite feel like the right fit. But individually, they both played their parts very well, right? Well, I, I know that's kind of like weird to say, but no, I I get what you mean, and I think it's important because if we think about it in like the thinking about when Claire is young and a child and a different actor than this, right? right? There's a right. lot of fun, interesting conversations that this child actor and and Theo have, uh, Henry yeah. old old Henry have, right? Uh, but very rarely, if at all, I'm genuinely trying to think of any time we see the two of them when they're in their like interim stage, not on the either ends of the extreme of their timeline, where they're mm-hmm. actually getting along and happy uh, yeah. together. Yeah, just the two of them, right? There's always a bit of squabble yeah. or a bit of uh, you know wishing they were different versions of themselves from the different timelines. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, like, the big barrier that you and I probably both brushed up against. Because, like, if we had seen them, like, canoodle and watch a movie for an hour, you know what I mean? Like, we would have a better sense of how they actually got along rather than, like, quibbling and sniping. The only good thing that I can think about in that context is there's a scene where Henry takes Claire to the archive where he works. He works at a library archive and plays for him a recording of his mom from the past that he... In, the, in his own future, some point in the future, travels back and meets his mom uh, mm-hmm. right before this performance and asks her to answer a question that Claire had given to him. So this recording yeah. that neither of them have heard ever has an answer to a question that Claire has never asked before. Uh, yeah. And it's a very sweet moment because they're both like, it's, it's heartbreaking, honestly, because yeah. you hear this really honest, amazing answer from Henry's mom that answers Claire's question. And then yeah. you're also seeing uh, Henry... Uh, re-experience the memories of his mother and how much she loved and cared about him. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's it's one of those moments that we need more of to solidify them as a good pair rather than 100%. individuals, which I think is exactly 100%. what you're saying. Yeah, that scene is probably like the scene that gives you any kind of like semblance that they could be believably like good together because it's a very very intimate moment it's very emotional for both of them for different reasons right Mm -hmm. henry hates hearing hearing recordings and he hates specifically talking and hearing about his mom because it's such a traumatic thing he was there and watched her get 
sorry, trigger warning if you don't like gore, gruesome, whatever. He watches her get decapitated in a car accident. Right in front of him. She, he's in the back Right seat in front of him. And he's relived that moment thousands yeah. and thousands, thousands of yeah, times. Yeah. Right? Um, and so even just talking about her, thinking about her, hearing her voice is very, very painful for him. But he shares that with Claire. Um, and then she, you know, never got to meet his mom and, and had a question that she always wanted to ask to his mom. And, and she gets to do that in their weird time travel roundabout way. Right. Yeah. Um, which is, which is really special. And, and that makes you feel a little flutter of, of chemistry or of, of emotion or like yeah. that, that like connection that the, the, the two are supposed to have. But yeah, otherwise it was, it was mostly kind of a miss. Um, like I said, they're both phenomenal actors. They're both good. They both, I think, did a very, very good job yeah. playing their characters. Just no, I don't together, have a problem with any of the acting or performances here. Yeah. I, I, yeah, if anything, I think it's a writing mismark than it is a performance mismark. Because likely, if we're yeah. not given the opportunity to, for the actors to uh, have scenes like that where we can connect and we'll see them as a, a loving couple, we're never going to assume yeah. that they can be, right? Uh, we're only going to... Totally understand what we can literally see we can imagine those things but it's always yeah. far less concrete than when we see them in person in in the the show 100%. um this this made me realize i had another question for you and then we'll kind of get into mm, like okay. ratings and predictions yeah, uh yeah. what was the point of this show <laughs> i don't know because we do have a book <laughs> and we do have a movie and i believe the movie yeah. had some acclaim like i don't think it's you know a citizen kane kind of level but i think people enjoyed mm-hmm. the movie who enjoyed the book no i think it was a well renowned movie when it came out yeah and so like what what the fuck was the point of this whole show is it just to like renew the property <sighs> rights like a la you know making another spider-man movie or yeah. is it like less cynical than that i would hope so but i really can't think of another reason to make this show but the only reason I can think of is to like expound on the universe and like show more narratives of the two of them having fun, kind of weird time travel-y weirdness. Yeah, but they don't do that. I, th- I think, I I want to say that what you ju- the last thing you just said as far as the reason is true, right? They want to like expand on the story and and create, you know, more depth to the idea and really like tell more of it. But the reality, I think, is that they wanted to, to A, renew property rights, whatever you want, you know, license or whatever kind of thing. But I think also they just, it was like, oh, it was a great movie. We should make a show, right? How many times have have outside of this podcast, which we've kind of covered some of that, there have been some revivals of things that were like, they felt like a money grab because they weren't done well or with respect to like the original content. Um. Honestly, I think this was just kind of one of those money grab things that was like, well, hey, people really liked this back then. If we try to make this a little bit more um, modern with, you know, hey, let's put it in 2022, 2023 in some moments and 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 kind of like touch on topics that are trending right now or whatever, like a little bit very, very lightly. Let's, yeah. you know, maybe people will like this and look past the grooming thing and, and then we could take one movie or yeah one movie one book and stretch it into nine seasons or something right yeah just squeeze and milk the shit out of it well unfortunately i think that seems to be more what it was based on what we got because the reality is we didn't i and i haven't read the book i don't know the movie but i felt like we were we were in the first act of the whole scenario right like oh really really i was just about to say the exact opposite really what else is there to learn about other like well i don't know Maybe we were halfway. I don't really know. All I know is that they do end up having a kid. Right. The kid grows up and like also time travels and all this other stuff. And if you're going to set up and build to that, like the kid's got to grow up. I don't think you're just going to see, you know, the the, the idea of the, the movie or the, the show itself. You kind of like your normal timeline, quote unquote, normal timeline right. is watching uh, Henry at 28 and Claire at 20 figure out being in love with each other or being in a relationship. Meanwhile, there's all the other different flashbacks and flash forwards and time travel. But the consistency that we get is 28 and 20 respectively. You see that that is your age. You know, that's your like timeline, your normal, I guess you return to normal. Um, But they're going to have a kid, but they don't have a kid until uh, I guess Claire's 29. Right. So then, do you work 
up to that or do you show them falling in love and getting to know each other and like being married while also showing that they have a kid like there's no I guess there's not necessarily like a linear story to this other than that 28 Henry 20 Claire thing so it's tough it's tough to know exactly how many seasons this would be or how close we are how far we are in the story yeah because there's so many skips but it sounds like there's so much more to the book slash the movie or whatever that it feels like there could be no way we were halfway through it but i don't know based on the wikipedia synopsis uh yeah uh no there's not much more to the book or or really okay from my understanding of it i'm sure there's some other little narratives or whatnot uh, but sure. like the main latter third of the story is kind of dealing with a problem that they know is forthcoming that is alluded to throughout the series. Uh, Kids. No. Oh, Henry's going to die. Well, yes, sick. but okay. Spoilers, not for the show, but for a book that came out 20 years ago and potentially uh, <laughs> the, the movie. Uh, yeah. At one point in one of his jumps that Henry takes when he's 42 he uh, jumps and uh, can't find like proper shelter and it's in the winter and he gets really terrible frostbite on his feet. Oh, they did show his feet. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so they basically know that like very soon, you know, any one of his next jumps could be his last. If you don't have feet and you're show up naked somewhere, you know, what is, it's not like he can wear prosthetics. They're not going to come with him. Right. Um, And so, uh, Basically, it's them trying to figure out like what they can do about it and how to protect and you know maintain his quality of life as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, and you know his daughter is I think like five or six when this happens, and he eventually dies because he does eventually jump and can't get to safety. And and you know it was I don't remember how he dies particularly, hmm. but they're basically alluding to that th- throughout the series. They show at right. one of his oldest times when he jumps and sees young Claire that he doesn't put on his shoes and is like laying, like sitting down in a strange position where you can't see his feet. And also mm, uh, they show his feet standing uh, on the sidewalk one time. And we know that Henry's body parts time travel. So like his teeth randomly like show up and disappear sometimes true, like yeah. his baby teeth. Mm-hmm. That will just. And so anyway, all of this is to say that, even if you continued the show for another six episodes, I think you'd be completely out of the runway of these two storylines after the, yeah. those six episodes. This was only six episodes to begin with, and it feels like part one of a two-part series, not Fair. the first season, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. That was my thing, right? So you could fill out some more narratives, and you could then mm-hmm. parlay it into a show about their daughter, who in the book, and I don't know if they mm-hmm. go into it in the movie, but in the book, she has a semi-controllable level of time travel so she can be a little bit more targeted about where she's landing and what's going on she doesn't have like full control it's not like she like sure blinks and she's where she wants to be uh but you know with uh with practice she's able to like control interesting yeah well i I stand potentially corrected then i mean we'll never know uh and that's that's the 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 ambiguity we've become comfortable living in is we'll never know (laughs) right um but yeah, it's interesting, and, and it makes me think about the fact, and this was a point that I had thought about uh, when I was watching it, is like, there's only so much to this, right? They're not going to just, you know, do the whole book in two seasons and then make up five extra seasons of content and just go fucking crazy with it. Why wasn't this just a limited series? That's the question I have to ask you. I, it's a great question, because I think you could have cut out some of the 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 cruft here you know cut out or you could have just made one long season that was just as a detailed but just finished i don't think they have the money to do that it's hbo they probably weren't just given the money yeah but that's what i mean right still. i think like oh we can do this or we can make game of thrones which makes us way more money let's <laughs> make game of thrones uh anyway yeah. like i think that the making a single series doesn't hold subscribers as well and so sure. you want to stretch it. You want to keep things rolling. Yeah. And so that's why they made it a single season so far. And then they were going to make another. Mm-hmm. And then it got canceled for a variety of reasons. And uh, it's just our cynical brains probably revealing a bit of the truth about Hollywood and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I think we've talked this one to death a little bit in a good yeah. way. I feel like we've we've come to conclusions about it. And I want to know, you know how you're feeling ranking wise before we get into like what we would have wanted from another season. 
Yeah. Um, this is actually a tough one for me to, to rate. Uh, so I'll see if I can think of my, my solid rating while I explain what the rating scale yes, is. Yes, please do. Because I, I genuinely, I'm not really sure. Hopefully yeah. I find an answer and, and maybe panic rate uh, when we get to it. But uh, we're on a five-star scale. Uh, zero stars is an idea that should have never gone past just a fleeting moment, fleeting idea. Yep. Uh, a one star is going to be a show that um, deserved a pilot and no further. Two is going to be a show that was rightfully canceled after one season. Three is going to be a television show that we enjoyed, um, could have gone further, would have been fine, kind of a take it or leave it situation. Um, as well, uh, we either recommend or don't recommend based on the conversation and whether you enjoyed the topics and, and our conversation about it. Yeah. Four. If you like time travel. Is going to, yeah, if you like time travel, if you like um, the ideas of, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know where, where that was going and that wasn't going to go where everybody probably saw that going. Um, a four is going to be a series that we we're pretty upset uh, was canceled. We, we definitely wished there was more of it and uh, would have would have definitely watched it. Uh, we're not we're not pitchforks and uh, and axes and showing up at, at the studio demanding more. Uh, but that's what five out of five is, is uh, we're pretty upset. It, it sucks that it was canceled. Uh, right. We really wish that that it would have continued. And it's it's somewhat of a crime against pop culture for yeah, it to have been missing, canceled. So we're missing something. Because we're, this yeah, yeah. So society's missing out by not getting more of that. Yeah. Right. Be like if Breaking Bad um, was canceled, you know, like think about all we would have missed out on. Oh yeah, if it was canceled after like season three or something, I mean, even season I one mean, because no the first season yeah. is really short because of the writer strike, right. and so they basically had to truncate it. And there was a really yeah. they didn't know if they were going to keep it going, and thank God they mm-hmm. did because it's one of the yeah. best shows ever made, right? Shows but it's ever. like yeah. there's a world in which we only have the first six episodes, which is so crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. So, hmm. Uh, you seem to still be thinking about it. Should I give mine? No, I, so I'm going to break. So one of our, one of our rules that, um, we can feel free to break anytime we want because no one has ever said this rule, but I can, we make the rules is that we don't give half stars. You've given so many half stars. (laughs) I know, but we've talked about how we don't want to give half stars. Um, yet we do. Uh, so I'm going to give this one and a half. One and a half. Um, Okay. A little bit more leaning toward one. If I was forced to decide okay. not between a half, I'd probably just choose one. I, I think after the pilot episode, just that missing chemistry between the, the the two lovebirds of the story, I think was was enough for me to go, yeah, I don't think I'm really going to like this. Um, like I said, I, I enjoyed the characters. I think the character work was good. I think that they were both phenomenal actors and they played their parts well. I just think together they didn't go well together. And whatever reason that is, right, we could debate it again, but I just don't think that was quite it for me. And, and if I saw that chemistry on tape, I, I would have gone, okay, let's not produce this. Yeah. Or let's rewrite and redo it, right? But, yeah, you know, that's Change some of the core interactions happen. between. Yeah. So I, I put it at, I put it. 1.5. I put it at a one. I'm just going to say one. I'm you can one. do a half star. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I'll do one and a half. I'll do this one is, to one uh, and to a be half. Fair, I don't one think, and a quarter stars. <laughs> I don't think either of us have said like it is a rule we can't do a half star. I think that because our it's system a, is so like codified in like what yeah. star rating means what. Yeah. I think it makes it more ambiguous to the listener. That's the only thing I care about, right? And so it's, it's like it's, okay, it deserved mm-hmm. a pilot but not a full season. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because so that's what one. one and a half would translate to. Yeah. Well, no, that's what one is. Shouldn't have gone past a pilot. So I'm just okay, so you one. think it should have gotten like three episodes into a pilot, but not a whole season? No, we're getting two in the weeds on it. Splitting well, see, that's why much. I don't like the half stars. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, well, see, then it is a rule. So Not a rule. I said I don't like off. It. I give it a one star, okay? Okay, you're <laughs> settling on one star. You can give I'm it a half star, star and I won't be mad about it. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, I was oscillating the whole time that you were talking between a one and mm-hmm. a two. Uh, I would have given it a two if it was like, a limited series and was all the whole yeah. narrative of the book was concluded in a single season. And then it's a really same. easy to, in my opinion, because yep. it's essentially just a longer version Final. of the movie. It's complete. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with a one um, cool. just because it, it feels like you're everything that we have said across the board kind of pursuit, like makes that point. 
Um, I didn't hate it, I think, as much as a one would normally denote. Like, I didn't dislike watching the show. If anything, I was kind of eager to see how it was going to play out. But I don't think, like, it ended up being worth my time in the end of it. It's, like, a lot of hindsight in it. Um, Like, the moment-to-moment of the show is interesting, and it's well shot, and it's, you know. That's, like, exactly how I felt about it was, like, when I was watching it. Uh, it took me a while to get started on watching it just because right. family holidays. Yeah, no, the, we're, we're like, like we know shit's this. been crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been crazy for everyone. Yeah. That's how it is. But I finally got started on it. And I, I think I watched the first three episodes like in tandem without yeah, even really realizing easy. it because it, it was it goes quite easy easily. to watch. Yeah. And I, I was, I was curious, I was curious about it. Yeah. I was like pulled in, but I was like, this isn't amazing but i'm interested to finish this you know i i think because it's it's a strong concept with a poor execution it's one thing when you have a great execution of a bad concept which usually makes things universally bad (laughs) um you know that's like a missed comedy opportunity right like when we watch a comedy show and like the the whole basis for the comedy is like at fault so then everything falls apart this is the opposite of that where it's like the the main story is is fundamentally interesting if problematic Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. and it just wasn't done quite right, but you kind of still want to understand how the narrative is going to play out and what's going on with these characters because they're compelling and the, they're yeah. written well enough individually, as we've said, to, to make you care about them and their feelings mm-hmm. and their desires and their fucked up lives that they're yeah. entwined in a way that's inextricable, right? Yep. Yep. Um, let me just tell you, though, it, this this dovetails right into my prediction that I, I was like waiting for it to happen. I was so desperate for this to happen in the final episode. Okay. Was that they changed something. So that up to this point, right, they have mm. said like, oh, everything's fixed. Nothing can be changed, yeah. right? And then for things to suddenly go out of whack in that sense, because mm. that's where you have like, the meat of the show in the sense of continuing it for longer than a single season is like if the cliffhanger ending of season one is that the wedding, something happens that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait a second, what's going on. Right. And then that wrinkles through happens. Yeah. Right. And we see a, a different version that should kind of should be playing out quote unquote, where Henry is kind of like, no, I remember it happening this way, but it didn't just happen that way. So what's going on. Right. I think that would have been like the best way to continue this show and make it more interesting and make it distinct from the book and the movie. Right. These yeah. are carbon copies. Essentially they're different actors, different mm-hmm. writers, whatever, but it's like, okay, if you do something different like that, where everything's been beat for beat the same and then all of a sudden flip the switch something's different and now they're having to kind of wrangle with a future that is finally Mm -hmm. uncertain for both of them i think that would be really interesting i think that would be really interesting um my prediction for season two would be that the rest of the story is told (laughs) yeah i mean that's literally the only thing that we can predict (laughs) there's not really any prediction it's just that's I mean, yeah, I think this is a tight 12 episode series, right? Or 10. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We we watched the first six and another four could have played out and been adequate. Uh, I'm happy. It's not continuing. It didn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine to have not seen the conclusion of it. If I really want to know, I'll read the book. I won't, or I would just watch the movie again, you know, so good old Eric Bana and Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Classic. Uh, (laughs) what have we become? You know, I, I, I don't know. Future yeah. me is going to have to come back and tell me what happened. Yeah, literally. Because I have no yeah, idea. If only we had some time travelers to tell us that <laughs> all of this only. was worth it in the end. If only. If it's only. one of the fun well, things that they do is give stock tips to their best friends. Uh, yeah, to like get them rich. So yeah, and they themselves yeah. pick the lottery numbers so they can buy this like crazy ostentatious yep. house because yeah. they can't. I mean, why, why wouldn't yeah. you, right? Like if you could when, do that with What are we going to do? How are we going to afford this? Win the lottery? Yep, win the lottery. And he just tells his, <laughs> yeah, you know, he tells himself in the past. He remembers yeah. hearing it, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's clever and it's interesting, and there's so many mm-hmm. little clever bits. Uh, and it's a shame that it wasn't done slightly better, and given the yep. chance to fully breathe and just be like a single limited series or do something truly. unique and bend it, bend the rules of the world that they created to create something yep. truly unique, uh, separate from the original source material. So anyway. I think we've I think we've talked it uh talked talked it out. I feel good about mm-hmm. this show being where it is. Uh yep. I, that is no longer on Max, <laughs> which is very funny yeah. to me. I thought so we should take 2 minutes like, to talk about all the shows that Max has been canceling for no reason. Oh my gosh, there's too many. Yeah, our list last, is just 
growing by five every day. Yeah, in the last week and a half, there have been like seven major max cancellations. Really? Two of them are like huge beloved juggernaut shows. One of them is Our Flags Mean Death, which is the Never. oh my gosh, it's it's a great comedy dramedy gay love story between Blackbeard and a random pirate uh, who Fuck Blackbeard yeah. is Taika Waititi. And, oh, um, awesome. Okay. And the other main character uh, is uh, Reese. I'm forgetting his last name. He's, uh, if you've seen Yes Man, he's uh, Jim Carrey's boss in that movie. He's in a lot of the stuff that Taika Waititi produces. He's just a, a okay. New Zealand comedian. It's just been so. Oh, I think I can picture who you're talking about. Yeah, he's yep. he's an okay. extremely funny guy. He shows up randomly yep. in a lot of different things. Okay. But anyway, it was a very well acclaimed show that everybody loved and was like this very fun, unique, weird pirate love story. Uh, and then they also canceled Julia, which was their Julia Child TV show that everybody really? loved. And people were like writing online pretty adamantly about how it was messed up that they canceled it because it, I believe had won some awards and was not like a critical Jeez. darling, but it was certainly like not a poor show, you know? Uh, did either of these shows win a spot on our list? No, they're both were canceled after two seasons, not one. Got it. So Got it. unfortunately cool. they did, I think cancel one other one uh, that I don't have in front of me right now, but those were like the big two, like big named ones that were like, Oh my gosh, like how could they have canceled this kind of, you know, moment? Wow. I'm Shit. pulling up our list right now. You're pulling up the list. You're going to tell me with her. Um, while Presley's pulling that up, uh, I just want to give a quick plug to, to where you can find us uh, on all social media, season underscore one underscore pod, as well as our subreddit r slash season one pod and season one pod dot com. Very good. Uh, I think I've, I, I can't pick out which ones are HBO because I didn't write it in sure. the list because I'm stupid. Yeah. Uh, but I do have our, uh, our next show. If you're, if Let's you and our it. listeners are ready to hear it. I'm ready to hear it because it's time to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Our next show is going to be Lucky Hank. Lucky Hank. That sounds like an old one. No, it is a very newly canceled show. Really? It is okay. a stars Bob Odenkirk, who we may know as Saul Goodman cool. from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was another AMC show that he did, basically as like his follow-up to uh, Better Call Saul and whatnot. It's completely separate. I don't believe it's at yeah, all related yeah, yeah. to the Breaking Bad universe, yeah. uh, but it was done by the, some of the same showrunners and writers and stuff. Uh, so we will be watching uh, Lucky Hank for uh, our, our next show in two weeks' time. Cool. That sounds Anything great. else I'm we should report to, to our to listeners uh, ahead of time? No. Uh, thanks for p- bearing with us over the holiday stretch. You know, I know we've been gone a little longer than we like to be, but uh, mm-hmm. we're, we look forward to getting back on the grind of watching these shows instead of, you know, spending time with our families and loved ones. You know, it's much mm-hmm. better to sit in the dark and watch shows that uh, are very hard to find and no longer on the streaming services from mm-hmm. which they debuted. Yeah. I'm talking about you, Willow, and the time traveler's wife. <laughs> and shows that were removed from their platform six months or less after yeah like this one was airing in late 2022 or yeah 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 june 2022 right i think and then and then it was removed in december 2022 yeah exactly right so you know we're a year out from that but even then six months is a pretty limited window to really know if your show is going to be that successful anyway we digress uh we really appreciate all your listeners tuning in uh, every two weeks, and we look forward to mm-hmm. talking to you next time. Uh, but until that time, my name is Presley. And my name is Andrew. We watch it so you don't have to.